everybody this week, three sides of the coin. I think he's back for his golden shower jacket. <laughs> oh, wait a second, golden jacket. He's got one more to go, I think. One more to get a golden shower? Yeah. And okay. then I'll have to go Craig, find a gold jacket at Goodwill. Craig, Craig Gass is back this week with more stories and to announce more shows out in New York City. So you got to watch this. This one. is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. This is another one of those that starts with three, goes to four, ends with three. Mark pops up in the middle of it after eating. But, hey, he's already eaten, so he's in a good mood. Look at look, that look smile. Look at the mood. I mean, I'm look at that smile. He's smiling. <laughs> it's like he's anticipating a food? Red Wings game. That wings are on than, now. Oh, did you get oh. more than just food, Mark? Red Wings no, are on I, already. All Mark. kidding is, I've been sick all week, man. So I'm trying to get this fucking cold out of me. I, 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 I'm telling you, man. I have, I, I like never get sick ever. And I've been, I've been like under the weather for almost a week now. And I know, you know, Thanksgiving's tomorrow, and you know, a week from tomorrow, I'll be in New York. And man, I mean, I got to get rid of this fucking shit. And well, and it's, and it's not horrible, horrible, but it's not. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm starting to feel a little bit better now. But man, so that's a that's that's a good segue to a little bit of kiss news. So we're recording this on Wednesday, November twenty second. Um, kiss has had to cancel two shows in Canada, Ottawa and Toronto tonight, because Paul Stanley has got a bad flu, bad flu. <sighs> You know, he posted a photo of himself on on Twitter. He's got an IV. He's getting fluids. You know, and and again, that don't take that as death's door. I mean, they give people fluids just for exhaustion. So, but he's got the flu. They've had to cancel two shows. You know, let's let's hope it's not a severe flu, and that he gets over this uh, quick enough that no more shows are canceled. Right. And it's yeah, nice to have another day or two months. off before the next one, which is uh, Kentucky. So by the time you guys are seeing this, Chicago will have happened. So all that's left is Baltimore. Fingers uh, crossed the, that, that, the two that, New York that shows. they happen. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so that's a little bit of Kiss News. Other than that, I don't think there's a whole lot else Kiss News wise that's going on out there right now is there did i miss anything? oh ace fraley's new record drops yes. on the 28th, 28th of this month he's got a or at least a, the single comes out the single the single okay. the single drops i think the album is february of next year oh could be yeah so the single drops so for the first the, the first single i think it's called is the ten thousand volts ten thousand volts, 10, 10, yeah. volts. Yeah. The, the clips sound great so i'm really excited. yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing this you know let's Get out and support Ace. Again, you want yep, more yeah. music, you got to support them. Yep, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we're not going to do it today, although I had it ready to go, but we had a last-minute request for a guest. But there's a box of Kiss crap that maybe next week we can open go up. through and, and, and open it up. I'll, 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 I'll just give you a taste of what will come next week when we do this. Let's see what's in here. Mark, Mark's going to love it. This is going to be the ultimate. 
You better not open it. Either. Spencer's crap episode. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, I've look got at the time. I've got like this whole set of this crap. Literally. I mean, there's some people are going to be like, oh my God, that's super rare. But anyway, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll go through this big box next week and oh, see next what Wednesday kind of i stuff. will not be here because i'll be at the kiss themed detroit red wings versus new york rangers game i week. when i saw them announce that i was like oh i bet mark is fucking ec- ecstatic oh about God. this hockey and kiss in the same night at the mark's same gonna event. be running around the venue stealing all the banners i'll be the naked guy running around but you know the oil with a butcher knife and a hard on (laughs) oh my god yes are you kidding me (laughs) and the heart and the hard on is because of all the kiss logos everywhere exactly home (laughs) can i can i have that banner hanging there can i have that poster can i take these cards will you cover yourself (laughs) i I about fell out of my chair when i saw that i'm like well because i i think i even said last week on the show I, i already had tickets to yeah. So like I already I was already going just because I wanted to see the wings play in New York at Madison Square Garden. I didn't think, you know, hold on, whatever. And then they're like, oh, a kiss tie-in. Ching. So yeah, I'm like uh it's really, good to be really I mean, and, and for those yeah. who don't for those who don't know, and I correct I might be wrong in this, but I think the URL is nyc.kissonline.com. Um they kiss is taking over new york city basically taking over there they got the hockey game they've got pop-up kiss merch stores around town they've got taxi cabs that are being themed after kiss there's metro transit cards that are themed after kiss i I mean they'll have something in Times square like a big photo is gonna kiss is gonna be everywhere around they they even put together and this was kind of cool a little map of kiss um locations around new york city to go visit throughout kiss's history so i'm sure mark is going to be like all right let's go i gotta go get my subway card okay let me let me get a picture next to the taxi cab (laughs) that and the godzilla movie comes out on friday the first well and Um, i was invited to that by um robert yeah, and I'm going to have to decline. I got to call him and let him know. I thought we were just getting together for Kiss Meetup, and I'm sorry, but I got to call him and say I can't. I mean, I'm going to be in town with other people. I I don't want to sit in a movie theater when I'm oh, it's in, in the New morning York. or afternoon. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go to. That. Yeah, well, then you well, guys Mark, can Mark's go. Like it's God, it's Godzilla. I mean, yeah, you got to yeah, go. I, right? dude. Yeah, that's look not at my that thing. right in a row. I got Red Wing hockey, Craig Gas, Godzilla, Kiss. I mean, are you kidding me? This is this is this is the end of the world for Mark. This is fuck is. Look how how Mark's happy gonna be I'm like, going to be. I'm coming home. <laughs> well, oh, and yeah, dude, then after that is go to Little Italy, man. And I, are you kidding me? We nailed everything. So, everything. The only thing cool. that you're missing, you think the only thing that you're missing is what? Crab legs. Crab legs. Yeah, but crab, crab legs isn't really a New York City thing. You won't get into Chinatown for noodles, but that's okay. You, we are going to get to Little Italy. Um, but no, you got it pretty much all your bases covered, man. I know, man. Are you kidding me? This is, yeah. uh, this, this is, uh, I'm looking forward to next week. Like you wouldn't believe. So uh, anyways, let's, uh, let's, get let, let, this, let's roll. So we got, we got, we, we got, we got Craig gas back this week. Um, I know he was just on a couple weeks ago, but 
hilarious again. He's he's got stories about Adam Sandler and Kevin James and <laughs> more stories about Gene and Paul and and he's here to announce that he's got two shows on November 3rd and two shows on December November 30th two shows December and two 3rd. shows on December 3rd so he added another show um getgas.com to get your tickets before it sells out because he was telling us it looks like some of those shows are either sold out or going to be very close to selling out he also there's going to be a lot of a lot of i don't know i mean Craig gas level celebrities <laughs> yeah he's got a, a lot of his comedian friends a lot of musician friends are going to be at these shows um you guys are going to be going to at least one of the shows so yep. you'll oh, probably Tommy be the biggest celebrities talking, when are we getting our per diem i don't know i don't ask, know tommy <laughs> ask gene when you get your per diem when you see him in chicago okay i will i will ask him well gene said to get it from mike tell gene oh, i'm still yeah. waiting for the check Okay. Well, one way or another, we'll connect you two and you can figure it out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Gene and I'll be like, fuck those guys. Let them Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, yeah, you guys will just split it between the two of you and that'll be the end there of it. You go, there Ex- you go. Split it. Gene will be like, fuck that. I'm keeping their per diem. <laughs> <laughs> right, For David those of you who you. still think we're getting paid to do this, Jesus, fucking idiots. Just, yeah. They're just fucking idiots out there. Um, all right. So Craig Gass is back. It's another laugh fest. So many great stories. Yep. We'll see Craig's you at the end. Show. Visit threesidesofthecoin.com. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your Hey, show. Three Sides of the Coin. I don't know where Mark is. I'm sure he's just going to stroll in here. No, we his... fired him, and this is our new co-host. Oh, we can't. We can't do that. <laughs> that joke. That joke's played out. But uh, yeah, Craig Gas is back. But <laughs> let me just preface this by saying he's back because he's desperate. His shows have been bombing. Nobody's showing up. He's begging <laughs> for people to attend. So he's got to come back on three sides of the coin a second time. The shows have actually been amazing, and uh, we've been adding uh, shows in in New York. The um, the show okay. the first so the at last time I talked to you, it was right before the show in Austin. Yes, yep. and um, Austin was phenomenal, and uh, as expected, people with Kiss showed up. Some of the road crew showed up. Uh, some uh, security for Kiss showed up. Well, one of the uh, security guys for Kiss got a T-shirt that says "Craig Gas sucks." That, that I saw I, it. That, yeah, I'm like where did he get that? I have to have one. Yeah, it's like a Starbucks logo with, the, but it says "Craig Gas sucks" on it. And the Starbucks woman is going like this instead of pouring drinks. She's going like this. <laughs> and so he wears it to the. Show. And when I saw him with it, I said, "Oh man, that's I love that you're wearing that." And he goes, "Oh, I got a great story for you." He said, "Gene just walked in about 20 minutes ago, and he saw the shirt, and he said, where did you get that?'" And I go, oh, it's uh, uh, Craig Gass performed in Austin last night. So I went to the show and I got the shirt. And Gene goes, did he talk about me at all? And his security guy goes, a lot. And Gene goes, good. And then he walked away. <laughs> he <laughs> just loves it. The man loves it. Yeah. So I'm excited. It's, it's, um, 
clearly becoming a uh, a gathering place for a lot of uh, Kiss fans who all know each other. It's weird going to all the Kiss cruises. Like we've all like the biggest Kiss fans. We've all gotten to know each other over the years. So well, yeah, um, uh, it's all become like an extended family. And then as a result, we all kind of know about drama <laughs> about each <laughs> other. Man, that was my favorite thing about that first Kiss cruise is I got uh, roped into a, a few different uh, Kiss Cruise pages or Kiss fan pages. And as we got closer to the first ever Kiss Cruise, I'm seeing all these hardcore fans that were posting these fun and silly things like only 85 more days until we rock and roll all night and party every day. Like it was just really fun. And then as we got closer, I started to notice the a shift where I started seeing people go, you know, I hope that uh, Kiss is planning on uh, spending time with all of us on the ship and not staying in their rooms and just locking themselves away in the cabin. And other people would go, hey, that's not what we're paying for. We're paying for a couple of live shows, uh, these experiences, uh, a photo shoot with the band, but there's there's nothing in this description that we're actually going to be hanging out with them you know it's, it's like the expectations started to go up and up and then there's a moment where the kiss fans <laughs> turned on each other and they all started i remember there was one guy on the first kiss cruise they announced the schedule of what the breakdown was of everything that was going on in the kiss cruise and if you're a kiss fan it's like it was just there were so many cool events going on somebody points out hey i just saw that uh <clears throat> they're 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 doing the poker chip the kiss poker chip giveaway at the same time as the t-shirt trade i hope that they're planning on saving poker chips for everybody so that we all get one and then i notice in the comments people going hey fuck steve let's all take steve's poker chips and it's like <laughs> and everybody was like ganging up on him and it was like it just became comical but these shows uh are um yeah, I'm hearing from a lot of people from the Kiss Cruises and stuff, and from a lot of musicians who want to make sure that they have a seat inside the room. So, oh, um, that. Yeah. So, what did yeah. you expand to then? Uh, for which one? Oh, on the in New York. Yeah. Um, we added another show. Oh man, you know what the the flyer that I sent you? It's um, those Kiss themed comedy shows. Two shows on Thursday. It only shows one on Sunday. We're doing two on Sunday now. Uh, we added a, a fourth show. So we're, we're performing so, the night before is, and the night after the final Kiss shows. We're doing a couple of comedy shows that are just Kiss-themed comedy shows. Different opening so, acts every show. Okay, so the 30th, which is the night before the first show. So the 30th, Craig has two shows at the comedy what? At the comic strip. Comic strip. And then he's going to do it again on Sunday the 3rd. Yep. Or Monday the 3rd, excuse me. It, uh, that- Sunday the 3rd. Sunday the 3rd. Okay, Sunday so, the 3rd, two shows Kiss, as well. Correct. So Kiss is performing Friday and Saturday night. Those are their final yes. two shows. And yes. then I'm performing the night before on Thursday and the night after on Sunday. Sunday. And the whole show, it's beginning to end jokes about Kiss. It's just making fun of Kiss for an hour with love because mm-hmm. I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. So but you're talking about me. But we're talking about, about Kiss. Kiss. The greatest rock band of all time. You know, even doing an impression of Gene and finding out that he knew about me was crazy. 
he he told the story that night in Austin that <clears throat> he was telling George Lopez went to the show um, in Austin. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, George told me that that Gene was explaining to him how the first he ever heard about me was Suzanne Summers was in the studio uh, on the Howard Stern show talking about how she um, uh, had been sick with cancer and and she was telling this really personal story. It was really uh, a really emotional story. And I wanted to say something. I had to say something because it was getting too serious. And I said, Suzanne, this is Gene Simmons from KISS. And I am so moved by your story that I would like to offer you a KISS lunch pail for $39.95 right now at kissonline.com. And I didn't know this. Suzanne Summers was a neighbor of Gene Simmons. So she marched over to Gene's house at the end of the interview and pounded on his door and said, you piece of shit, why did you do it? And Gene was like, I don't know what, I don't know what you're talking about. That wasn't me. Like he, he was so, yeah. But apparently That's when he- That's awesome. But, but he still gave her a lunchbox, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> For $39.95. yeah. Did ever tell you about what happened at his house when we filmed his TV show? There's a couple things that happened that day when I went to Gene Simmons' house. The first one was that it was not Gene's idea for me to go. It was his um, producer, Andrew, said, how funny would it be if we had Craig here and we could do some like prank calls and have Craig in the office and have some fun? And um, Gene was very standoffish about it. And he marched up to me when I, when he pulled up to the house and and said, so what are you doing? Why are you in my home? And I said, I'm just, I'm here to film the thing with you. And, uh, and he goes, so are you going to make fun of me? Is that your plan? And I said, no, I'm not at all. I, I, you can make fun of me. Like, I, can I, yeah. can I, I said, can I tell you what my ideal day is? Can I just tell you what my, what I thought would be a great day? Um, a perfect day, I think, would be hanging out with you and telling you jokes and then you tell me your favorite jokes and he goes you want me to tell you a joke and i said sure he told me this joke that was like it took him five minutes to tell me this i, I could summarize this joke in three sentences it's just simply guy dies he goes to heaven and um at the gates of heaven he sees saint peter saint peter is, is giving him a tour of heaven when he opens up a door and sitting on a giant throne is Gene Simmons from Kiss. And the guy says, oh my God, what is Gene Simmons doing here? And St. Peter goes, that's not Gene Simmons. That's God. He just thinks he's Gene Simmons. And I went, holy shit, I gotta get out of this house. I'm getting struck down by lightning. I gotta get the fuck out of here. But at, at the end of that day of shooting, uh, I get in a production van and we're done filming. Everything's good to go. They're gonna take me to LAX to drop me off. And as we're pulling away in the van, I see a production guy in front of me. He's got a radio and he goes, hey, guys. Nope, Craig's in the car. Nope, he's with us. All right, I'll send him in. He goes, Craig, Gene wants you to come back in the house. He needs to talk to you. And I went, well, just tell him we left. Tell him we're gone. Like, and he goes, no, no, he knows you're here. He knows you're still on the property. He wants you to go back inside the he's house. He's going to kill me. Yes, that's what I keep thinking. One of Why these days. Shoe's going to drop, and he goes, all right, motherfucker, <laughs> you know, and then it's going to, you know. I'm using, gonna... I'm, I'm using the KISS 45 Magnum on you, and I'm charging you for the bullet. 
That's what I was thinking. As uh, as the blood is draining out of my body, I hear, and that's fifty thousand dollars <laughs> plus a casket. And then um, he, uh, I go back in, and they said, go back inside the house and go to the Kiss Museum. Um, he'll 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 be waiting for you at the Kiss Museum. So I go outside the Kiss Museum, and Gene is standing there with a table full of kiss merchandise like t-shirts whatever and he goes would you like some parting gifts to you and i said uh, sure I, and he goes what do you wear are you an extra large would you here let me get do you wear boxers would you like comic books and i said i'll i'll take whatever you want to give me man i'm cool and he goes all right well, let me get a shopping bag <laughs> he's got a kiss shopping bag with a kiss logo on it and he goes and he starts filling it up and i noticed that he has um baby onesies it's um uh baby clothes and i said hey gene uh i have a question this isn't for me but my friend mike is a is a guitar player he, he plays in the band uh pearl jam and he's a huge fan of yours and he just had a baby is it okay if i get one of the onesies for my friend mike and he goes is that mike mccready and i said it is he he loves you and He's a dear friend of mine. He goes, you can have two. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> two little pieces of cloth and I put it in the thing, which I just thought was hilarious. But um, uh, at the KISS show in Austin, I, uh, I was standing backstage. Did you see that moment that I had with Gene in the hallway? Oh, yeah. He, um, you didn't have me get a picture of that, did you? No. Sorry. It was Gene was sitting on a chair, full makeup, full costume, sitting on a chair, and uh, it's five minutes till showtime. And George Lopez says, "Craig, do you talk to Gene yet?" And I go, "Ah, oh, no, nah, man, I, I haven't, I haven't seen him." And he goes, "Well, dude, he's right there." And I go, "Yeah, I don't want to bother him." And he goes, "Hold, no, man, Gene, hey, man, look who's here. It's Craig Gas." And Gene looks over, and I go, "I don't want to bother you, man." I just want to say hi. And he goes, and I go, I don't. And everybody in the hallway says, he wants you. He wants you. So I walk over and he stands up and he pulled me into his chest plate and he patted me on the head and he said, good boy. Good boy. That's like, thank you. <laughs> he just grabbed my face for porn. Does, that. Good does boy. he really? Good, good boy. boy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, the documentary film crew is there. You guys are aware that there's a documentary film crew following them, right? Yes, and they are doing a terrific job. I've watched some of the stuff that they're doing. Quite interesting. But no, I saw your moment with them, but I didn't have the camera out at the moment. Man, I, I just, it was so quick. I And I genuinely never want to bother him. I just, uh, you yeah. know, I, I, I'm never under any pretense that like, all right, I'm here. Hey, Gene, what you doing? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah, I'm very respectful of people's space and, and um, you know, unless he says he wants to hang out and then I have to be a hundred percent sure that he wants to hang out before I'll, I'll head in his direction. But um, you have to be a ghost because if you're a ghost, you're never in the way. Yeah. A hundred percent. And uh, by the way, when we recorded a few weeks ago, I was in Austin. I hadn't seen the show yet. One of you guys mentioned something about how great this show is and that you got to see this show, man. I, I walked away thinking, Jesus, every single song of this end of the road tour 
is a massive production. Every single song has a different flavor, a different hue, but every single song is a massive production in itself. Well, and, and, and I'm glad you said that because I would like to stop for a moment, Craig, and throw in that the everyone from you know Robert, the who is stage manager, all the way down from Ryan, who's head of security, all the way down, they all do an amazing job. Um, Rebecca, Melissa, everybody, they're just unbelievable. Keith, and it is, it truly is. And the quality of the folks that work for them are as good as it gets. I've talked to the riggers, the guys that do lights. I just had a long conversation with the pyro guy uh, mm -hmm. a week or so ago. The um, guys who do all the video were kind enough to show me exactly how this whole thing goes down. And it's really, it takes a crew of people that if it wasn't for the dedication of that incredible crew they have, there'd be no show. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that were wondering, just the big flash pots, the big fire, they go through, I want to say he said 35, 25 gallon um, tanks of propane, propane each night. And they've added some new effects. And I think they're going to continue to do so. I don't know this, but I'm guessing. Now they also have the flash pots that are dark orange you didn't get to see this craig but they added that last time i saw them up in winnipeg mm. and it's it's like a dark burnt orange it's it they just keep adding more stuff so i think that you're going to see that continue now up until the last two shows i know that there is something completely different that is going to happen at the very final show and i mentioned it to somebody and they just said yeah uh how did you know that and then it became this big thing of like no one is supposed to know that because whoever told you that <laughs> wasn't supposed to tell you. like but i know that there is something special planned for that final show on that saturday well and, what, I've heard, it, it, what, what, I, what i've heard is because it's at madison square garden on that december 2nd show they are going to finally release godzilla from under Madison Square Garden. <laughs> that would be really cool to see. Yeah. No, and I've heard that there's going to be something special too. And so there are already, I, I've seen several polls out on different websites of what people think it is. Like the return. You're frozen. You, yeah. you froze, Tommy. It's Gene. It's Gene going, shut him up. He's giving yeah. away the secrets. That's this is part of the uh, uh, the Kiss Internet plan. If you, yes, you were all you talking were, about it, you you were you were frozen there, Tommy. You started to say something and then you froze. Oh, okay. No, what I was saying is, is I've seen lots of polls online. Some people are like, okay, it's going to be Ace and Peter and coming back. Others think it's going to be a completely different set list. I mean, they've got polls running of of who thinks Ooh. that they're right. So it could be anything. It could be nothing. But you're yeah, going to have well, to order the pay-per-view and find out. Yeah, I know that there's going to be something happening at the end of the show. That I know. Hmm. Um, I know there's something at, as when the show ends, last song, then the show will continue. That I know. Well, and for me, I kind of feel like I'm glad I don't know what it is. I want to be surprised. Yeah, it's... Um, uh, <laughs> 
how funny would it be? It was just it was just the band standing at the exits. All right, we've got a new exit fee, twenty five bucks, <laughs> and yeah. you get out on the street. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's amazing to me. Like, did I even tell you last time? I meant to tell you about that. Uh, Sebastian Bach had that amazing story about going to Gene's house. Did I tell you that? Mm-mm. No. Uh-uh. Sebastian has this amazing story about walking into Gene's house, and he goes. Dude, I was in that guy's fucking house, and that guy has a fucking kiss museum in his house, which, again, is true. He had a whole room dedicated to every piece of merchandise they ever had. And he goes, I walked in, and there's, like, a bag with, like, 100 kiss cell phone covers. And I said, dude, what the fuck is that? And Gene goes, that's our new promotion for Kissmas. That's our new KISS cell phone covers. Can I have one of those? I wish I could, but if you go to KISSonline.com. He he wouldn't give him one piece of plastic. He wouldn't give him one piece of plastic. Well, it's Sebastian. I don't know if I would either. Well, he knows Sebastian would have bought it anyway. Yeah, exactly. And Sebastian, man, I love him. He's a big kid. And one of my favorite things about Sebastian is um, on his Instagram, he has the funniest instagram page ever because he it's filled with cameos and it's all his cameo videos and people pay him five i paid him me and a friend of mine uh uh dave buckner and another friend of mine uh chris kale we all chipped in on sebastian bach's birthday and we bought a cameo and we said we want you to wish yourself a happy birthday (laughs) so he made a video singing happy birthday to himself we just thought it'd be hilarious and uh uh, but his cameos, Sebastian Bach does not believe in a second take. That guy, there's a video, you got to scroll through his Instagram page. There's one video where he goes, hey, what's up? This is Sebastian Bach. And I want to wish Frank a happy birthday. Rock and roll from your wife, Caroline. Fuck yeah. And I know that cancer is a serious, holy shit, is a serious deal. Wow. Holy <laughs> fuck. And he, I was like, dude, do a second take. Do a second take. And when I mentioned it to him, he goes, dude, people are paying me 500 bucks. It's like, sorry, your dog died. And I was like, wow. Oh, he's just, God. he's so amazing. I love Sebastian Bach. Love that guy. He is going to both shows. He bought tickets for both shows. Chris Jericho is going to both shows. Um, nice. Uh, yeah, I've been getting a lot of phone calls from musicians who want to come see some stand-up comedy. And um, and uh, and then, of course, the, the conversation always comes up of like, well, what's going to happen? I wonder what the stage raps are going to be. You know, Paul, Paul tends to carve out a specific type of stage rap that he'll do every night for a whole tour. Right. Do you guys remember the Def Leppard kiss stage rap that paul had about bad news do you remember that no uh-uh. it was the placement of it that blew my mind and he i saw i saw that tour three times the first time i was like holy shit that was hilarious the second time i was like oh he's that's his thing and the third time i filmed it and it was at the end of a song paul goes all right people now listen you know Everywhere you look, it's bad news. Turn on the TV, it's bad news. Open up the newspaper, it's bad news. 
go to the internet, it's bad news. This is Lick It Up. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, he just goes into Lick It Up, and that was his stage rap. There was no segue. It was just, hey, there's a lot of bad news out there. Let's all lick each other. It was just, it made no fucking sense at all. That's yeah. awesome. Well, yeah. you know, I suppose, you know, he just rolls with it. But it'll be interesting to see. And I'm sure that you will have a lot of your uh, famous friends showing up for your shows in New York City. Will any of your yes. comedy friends be there? Yes. In fact, um, each show that I do will have a different opening act. And okay. it it might end up being a couple of guys on each show, but you will definitely know everyone who's on the shows. By the way, we haven't mentioned this yet, but if you're coming out to the Kiss Comedy Shows, all the info is at getgas.com. It's getgas with two S's.com. And um, the whole show is just, it's essentially what I would do on the Kiss Cruise. At one point, by the time we did the last Kiss Cruise, I had two hours of material about kiss at that point so i did two separate one hour shows on the kiss cruise and that's very similar to what we're doing at um at the comic strip for the final shows uh for this kiss weekend it's crazy they released that whole schedule of like things going on in new york city next week isn't that isn't that crazy how they that that's very cool that whoever organized that they're they're taking over everything in new york city which is starting awesome. on it's, the it's amazing starting on the 29th with the new york rangers at madison square yeah right? yep. yeah yep yeah Which is cool. and and if you guys go to one of craig's shows and you see some famous musicians there i'm sure they'll be more than happy to say hello and take a photo but just be respectful mm-hmm. Wait, yeah you know. uh yeah there are some people that want to go to all four shows and uh, i think it's it's easy to figure out who that's going to be but um um yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I'm excited, but it's 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 a mixed bag of feelings because I don't know what we're gonna. I mean, God, it's like it's the weirdest thing to be a fan of somebody, do an impression of of the people that you're a fan of, and then that person almost kicks your front door down to talk to you about it. Um, and uh, you know, I remember even after that first confrontation with Gene Simmons on the air about my impression of him that Gary the next day came in with this whole speech about like, Hey guys, you're not going to believe this. I, 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 I just got off the phone with the kiss headquarters, which I always say that that sentence should have been, Hey guys, you're not going to believe this. I got off the phone with Gene Simmons or Paul Stanley. <laughs> yeah, no, even better. It'd be, Hey guys, you're not going to believe this. There's a fucking kiss headquarters. You know what I mean? Like there's like there's <laughs> like the like just, the, it's like a Justice League off. off. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a, yeah, a Legion of Doom with four. Exactly. There's like four superheroes flying around wearing kiss underoos. I, I just got the phone with the kiss headquarters, and Gene Simmons wants to come back in a month, and he he only has one request. His one request is he says I don't want to be there when Craig's around. He wants to come in as a guest, and he says he doesn't want to be here on one of your days because he knew that I only came in two days a week, and he wanted to avoid seeing me and that's when i pitched the idea of like how funny would it be if i showed up anyway and what if i dressed up in full kiss makeup and then i could confront him and like and that became this whole like episode of uh but it worked out it worked out really well for you and your career as well as for gene because it's good for gene to realize that people can can you know make fun is at his expense but not in a mean way. Well, I I think you know? once Gene realized that, you know, every other line coming out of Craig's mouth was and go to kissonline.com, he's like, 
well, shit, this is free advertising to buy my product. Absolutely. Say whatever you want, Craig. Say whatever you want. Just get the URL right. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say this for uh, um, all of the uh, sales pitches that he does. There really is this soft side that has emerged from him in the in the last uh, 15 years. Yeah. Um, there was one buddy of mine who I sent to a KISS show who works for the Seattle Mariners. And he saw Gene and said, hey, I'm, I'm a friend of Craig Gass's. And, and I just want to say hi. Uh, my, my dad wanted to come. He can't make it. He's sick. He's, he has cancer. And, and, and Gene said, turn your camera on. Give me your camera. Turn it. Are you ready? All right. What's your dad's name? Hey, buddy, it's Gene Simmons. You're going to kick cancer's ass right now. I want to see you fight, and I want you to come back so we can hang out. Mind-blowing. On the spot, he yep. said, turn on the camera. We're going to do this for your dad. Um, my, fr- my friend Happy, who's in hairball, he's almost seven years now, and they gave him a year to live from esophageal cancer. And both Gene and Paul reached out to him. Gene did a video and Paul called him. And I'm telling you, they gave him hope. Wow. And it's not that it's just because of them, but they had such an impact on his life, just like they have on all of ours. And for them to take time out of their day also to do that is really remarkable. I'm not saying that Ozzy or other people wouldn't, but they did. And I really believe that a small piece of that really helped Michael. And like I said, he's almost seven years now. Agreed. It's, it's interesting to see people, you know, I've seen bikers, like scary bikers in biker gangs who cry. Like babies. Who, 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 yeah. They're like, Oh, Gene, I just want to. And then he goes, okay, what's your name? You know, and he's, and, and they're, you know, I, I remember one time at the Jimmy Kimmel show kiss perform at Jimmy Kimmel and uh, a musician buddy of mine who plays in the band's uh, System of a Down, he was like, bro, can you introduce me to Gene? And I go, uh, yeah, man. So we, we wait and we wait and wait outside that Superman curtain thing. Yeah. Yep. And we're waiting. And then Gene comes out and I said, hey, Gene, uh, good job tonight. <laughs> Please don't kill me. This is my friend Chavo. Uh, he plays in the band System of a Down. And Chavo's like, bro, when I was 10 years old, I fucking, my first time I ever saw you, I fucking, I wanted to be just like you. And Gene goes, hold on, wait a minute. Are you high? Are you on drugs? And he goes, what? No, no, I'm just excited. I'm excited to meet you. <laughs> it came off so drunk, so strong that Gene accused him of being high. Being high. <laughs> and the way Gene talked to him was like very fatherly. Hold on, son. Are yes. you on drugs? Are you on the pot? Like, oh. Are you on the pot? Are you doing was, the weed? <laughs> are you doing the weed? It was absolutely. If you are, I've got a cannabis company yes. that you, yes. not, you can get to from kissonline.com. Isn't <laughs> that the best that really Gene is. Simmons doesn't do drugs, very anti-drugs, very anti-alcohol, has it's his like own a, stream? Yeah, it's like a nun uh, doing a condom commercial. You yes. know, it's like, really? Here, 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 Craig, this is funny. So when I was, when I was working with them, I can't remember, maybe it was for the tour with Aerosmith. We went down to Hollywood. We had rented out a, a, a room or a suite at a hotel and we were giving a merchandise pitch for merchandise for the upcoming tour to Gene and Paul and Doc and Tommy and license ideas and stuff like that. And 
we pitched them, and this is one thing that they said no to. We pitched them adult sex toys with the KISS logo on it, a Gene Simmons vibrating tongue. And it was like, no, we will not put our name on a sex toy. Wow. And I'm just like, really? That's the line. That's the line. <laughs> See, I, I, I believe that. I, uh, because uh, the last time I talked to you guys a few weeks ago, I told you that I, that Paul Stanley called me and asked me to do his voicemail as Al Pacino. And in the voicemail, I said uh, he, he wanted Al Pacino's scent of a woman, which is a really specific sound. It's a different type of, uh, of uh, Al Pacino. It's more sing-songy. And, and the, the message I recorded was, Hi, this is Al Pacino. Leave a message and get to the point. If you ramble on and on, I know where you live. I'm coming to your house and I'm taking a flamethrower to that motherfucker. And the one part he didn't like is that I said, motherfucker. He said, just do it again, but don't curse. And I was like, really? And then I thought, wow, you know what? Paul never curses on stage, you know? With That's why I was so shocked when he did in the early 80s. We're like, yeah. who is this guy? With, yeah. the, ex with the exception of, uh, hey, guy with the laser pointer, do it again. I'll shove it up your ass. So, <laughs> <laughs> with the exception of that speech, that's the only time you ever hear him hear him curse but uh and then i you know you get it i totally get it and uh so the idea that they turned down the the sex toys i totally get that but uh, but, yeah. but but vodka not a problem wine not a problem mm -hmm. Gee, yeah. i'll be the i'll be the spokesperson for a cbd marijuana company no yeah. problem with that don't put my picture on a vibrating tongue though yeah <laughs> it's amazing it's amazing when we were talking a few weeks ago there were like uh, there were there were parts of our conversation where I was like, oh, I got to And then we kept making a left turn. And then I I'd like, oh, that reminds me. And then we make a right turn. Mm -hmm. So so I made a couple of notes of just random things that we never got to. Um, first of all, uh, it, it's another rock band. But I, you know, I grew up in a deaf family. We've talked about that. The reason why I've always yeah. been able to do impressions is because my whole family is deaf. And I couldn't learn how to talk to my family. I learned how to talk by watching TV and copying all the voices I heard on TV. And um, uh, when I did a show opening for Metallica, Lars, the drummer of Metallica, actually introduced me to his band by saying, hey, man, this is Craig. This is the guy who does all the voices. And check it out. His whole family is retarded. I go, they're not retarded. They're fucking deaf, man. What the Dude, you are fucking my story up. But we started talking about... Uh, Tom Arnold, and I was telling you that I would do Tom Arnold at um, at the Super Bowl every year. Yeah. Yes. Um, Tom Arnold, similar to other people in my life, I became friends with when I did a prank call to Tom Arnold. I was living in Seattle. I was a new comedian, and I was doing like open mics. And another comedian I knew worked at a hotel, his day job is he worked at the Hilton in downtown Seattle. And he came to the open mic one night and said, dude, all those celebrities that are in town for the grand opening of the planet Hollywood, they're all staying at my hotel. And I was like, what, what, what celebrities are you talking about? And he goes, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Sylvester Stallone, Tom Arnold. And I was like, Tom Arnold is at your hotel. And he goes, yeah. And Tom Arnold had just killed it in nine months and, um, true lies. Mm -hmm. And so when I got home, I looked up the phone number for the Hilton and I called and they picked up and I said, hi, Tom Arnold, please. Okay. Just one moment. And they put me through. I never recorded this. I just did this for myself. 
Tom Arnold picks up the phone. He goes, hello. And I go, Tom, it's Sam Kinison. Sam Kinison had been dead for over 10 years at this point. Oh, Jesus. And, and Tom Arnold goes, hey, buddy. How you been, buddy? It's good to talk to you. And I go, I go, Tom, I need some help, buddy. I need you to help me out here in the afterlife. And he goes, whatever you need, I will help you out. Just tell me what you need. I said, well, what I need is some cocaine. And, uh, and this, this, I just need you to follow my instructions. Because what you need to do is I want you to, first of all, I want you to purchase some cocaine. And then this, this is the tricky part. I want you to get on a plane. I want you to fly to Los Angeles. And when you go to Los Angeles, I want you to drive to the house of Jerry Lewis. And when you go to Jerry's house, I want you to take the cocaine and I want you to put it in the small pocket of his pants and I'll have it when he gets here in three weeks. Oh! <laughs> and then I, I finally stopped and I said, Tom, I'm sorry, man. My name's Craig Gaz. I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm just a huge fan of yours and I just wanted to say hi. And he goes, man, that, uh, that impression is so good that I need to call my sponsor right now. That's how good it is. That's how I, and, uh, uh, but you said you're, uh, uh, stand-up comedian, and I said, "Yeah, I'm a stand-up comedian, and I'm, I'm a big fan of yours." And he said, do you, "Do you have a tape or something you can drop off at the hotel?" I dropped off a tape at the hotel, and he called me a week later and gave me his cell phone number, his office number, his email address, and said, "If you ever need any advice, any help, anything that I can do for you, let me know." And I never called him again. Wow. Well, and I feel really <laughs> bad for him because I remember we saw him once at a really small club because in Minneapolis, for those of you that don't know, they love comedy here. We are mm -hmm. big supporters of comedy and it started with Scott. Uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, he had the comedy club here. Anyways. Yes, uh, we Scott saw and his brother. Yes. Uh, Scott yes. and Tommy. Scott and yeah. Tommy. Fuck, what were their names? I know. Is it, Scott Thompson? No, 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 no. Um, I anyways and we saw him it was probably i was in high school and i went with my friend bob and he heckled tom to the point where tom was like completely <laughs> losing his cool and this no is well way. before we knew who who he was well yeah because bob was just one of those guys who even for a high schooler he was extremely witty and all i remember is this tom was trying to get him on something he's like well what do you do for a living living and bob's like i work on engines what do you do <laughs> I mean, wow. it was, it was really you know that guy that guy scott was the really heavy set guy right yes exactly so yes. there's a legendary story in stand-up comedy about scott and even scott would tell the story that uh you know scott was a morbidly obese man he was like you know 400 plus pounds he's, he's a big boy Big boy. And uh, apparently when Seinfeld was first starting out, he does a show in Minneapolis. And Scott said, uh, Jerry, you want to go out and get something to eat? And Jerry goes, Scott, you've eaten. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt that. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's where Louis... Uh, Louis Anderson got his start. So many comedians came through oh, yeah. Minneapolis. You know, it's a it's a big comedy town. It still is to this day. Louis Anderson is one of the nicest people I've ever met in stand up. That's comedy. what I'd heard. Yeah, yeah, Louis yeah. is a sweetheart. Yeah, I just love his. Uh, um, he had great stories too that about um, when Louis was on the Tonight Show. He did one 
Tonight Show appearance on the Johnny Carson show, and he was famous overnight. His whole life had changed overnight from one Johnny Carson appearance. And he told me that he got so used to the fame that he was just, he, he just assumed that everybody loved him uh, everywhere he went because it was just, it was so constant now. And he said he pulled up to pick up some dry cleaning in Los Angeles and he was double parked waiting for somebody to get his dry cleaning. And then somebody slowed up next to him and like honked their horn. And he goes, hey, hi, it's me. Hi, yeah, hi. And the guy goes, roll down. And he rolls down his window and the guy goes, move your fucking car. And he goes, oh, sorry. <laughs> and he, fucking, he, he thought the guy wanted to like say well, he, Yeah, and they had like a comedy club at La Sofitel. Uh, which is now a Sheraton on 494 and 100, and they would have comedy nights and stuff. And so Louis played there a lot. So he'd sit in the bar, and my friend Michael was the bartender there. And he had him sign a DVD once, and he said he just was like, he said he was always really nice. We always had great conversations, but he's like, I had him sign something that was somewhat off color, and I don't for life me remember what it was, and it doesn't matter. But like he's like, the rest of the night, he's like, you're not going to show anyone that, are you, Michael? You're going to keep that to yourself, right? Because that's something, I can't have that out there. <laughs> it went on for like <laughs> five oh, hours. Yeah. He's like, do you just want it back yeah (laughs) who am i gonna show you know that's hilarious yeah louis um uh another guy who gave me his phone number that i was just like i don't know if i should call this guy i always feel weird about when uh somebody who's famous gives me their phone number even if we worked on a tv show together i just why you're famous you know the uh the phone call i made to paul stanley right i told you the the one phone call i'm sorry for repeating this one but when Paul Stanley gave me his cell phone number, I called him once the day after he gave me his cell phone number. I haven't called him since. But the day after he gave me his cell phone number, he picked up the phone and goes, hello? Hi, Paul. This is Gene Simmons from Kiss. And Paul goes, okay. And then I just started, I just started selling him Kiss products. Yeah, it was absurd. It was absurd. It was absolutely absurd. And that's the only time I've ever called him. I just, I was really feeling myself the next morning. I just had such a great night. Paul was so nice to me. And, um, you know, I I wanted to ask you because, you know, Tommy, I ran into you backstage at that show uh, in Austin. Um, Even covering Kiss, uh, sometimes you don't know it, but you might be going into territories the band doesn't want people talking about. You've never felt any blowback over that? No, I mean, they've been nothing but supportive. I mean, when we first started out, I'm sure they were less than um, happy thinking that we were just going to trash them like so many other I was going to say, I I would bet they were more like curious what we would say. Yeah. You know, especially especially because Mark's been good friends with Eric and he's known the band members for many years. I spent years working with them and their merch company and backstage. And it's like, are we going to do this and reveal everything and be, you know, sleazy about it? And mm. no, I mean that we, we never wanted to do that. And I think, I think I'd like, I'd like to think the three of us have been around not just kiss, but musicians and professionals long enough to know when you don't cross a line. You well, know, I got a, I got a great thing to add to this. And Tommy, um, feel free to, to speak up here. They're, they've been not afraid to let their hair down around us. Tommy, remember in Minneapolis, we were like the only 
three or four people left in the building. Yeah. Matter of fact, we have pictures of it. It was just Eric, Paul, Tommy, and I. And I think Danny was there. And this is at like one in the morning. Danny, the security and, guy? Yeah. yeah. And we're okay. we're getting ready to just say goodbye and, you know, Fran and everybody, you know. And all of a sudden, Paul just starts telling these jokes for what was it, Tommy? A good 10 minutes? Easily. And like, I mean, I'm talking good, funny jokes, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, we're talking about like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> it's just joke after joke after joke. And he had us in fucking stitches. Oh, I mean, fantastic. Do that. I, I could tell you so many stories like that. And I, the thing is, is I hear all kinds of stuff back there and I would never repeat any of it. I would never ever ever betray their trust because they've been Correct. so good to us and exactly. they know that and so i think like but but i've had situations before where paul's come up to me he's like hey we need to talk and then he goes on and like lets me know what he thought of something in an episode and whatever so he is he's been very very good about just well, coming out and saying this is time, what i think there's the time that paul called mark Oh, to correct was, to correct yeah. something and and give us the right answer and then get yeah. us a guest. <laughs> yeah, really? And, yeah, yeah. Well, that was God, recent, yeah. Greg. That was yeah. recent. That was he within got, the last he, six months. He yeah. got you a guest. Yeah, he got us Holly Knight. He Whoa. he said you you need you need to have Holly Knight on your show. I've Whoa. told her all about you. Here's her email. Contact her and she'll yeah, come on your show. It was fantastic. Um, so no, they've been all of them. Tommy, Eric, Gene, Paul, they've all been absolutely spectacular to us because they know that we would never, ever betray their trust because so many folks apparently do. And for us, I would would add at the same time, Tommy, we are also honest about what we say. So they don't have a problem with that. They don't have a problem if we come out here. I mean, like we did an entire episode (laughs) ripping on Kiss Online for the Destroyer box set that it was shipped so late to the fans who bought it from kiss. But like, if you bought it from Amazon, you got it the day it came out, but it took oh, weeks wow. to get it from kiss online. We did a whole episode ripping Kiss online. We basically said, don't ever shop at kiss online again, mm. but it was honest. You there was know? no blowback. And, but what, what are they going to argue? Well, Everything what are they argue? 100% factual. So right. I, I, I think to some extent, they also appreciate that we aren't, and I, I know right now we're going to have listeners going, oh, that's all bullshit. We're not yes men. We aren't going to say yes to every single thing they say or do. We've had shows where we've criticized Gene for some of the stupid shit he said in the news. You know, yep. when he criticized Prince's death and, you know, mental illness. I mean, we've talked about that stuff. Mm-hmm. But we did it honestly. But we also are like, we, we, we've always taken the attitude, listen, if you're a fan, you've got to be able to say you don't like things and still be a fan. It's not like you love everything or you hate everything. So I think, I don't know, but I just imagine they probably appreciate the fact that we can one week be honest and criticize something. And the next week we're like, hey, we're still big fans and we still love them and we'll still support them but we don't love everything they do but we stick with the band stuff we don't talk about crap we don't get into their personal lives that's not of any interest to me 
I want to talk about the music and the band. And they were aware of that now. And like I said, Paulus pulled me, pulled me to the side before and told me, hey, I disagree with this, 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 and this, and episode whatever. And then we talk about it. And usually we'll do some type of an update. And last time he called Mark to talk about something. So it's like they've been great to us. I I can't. Wait a minute. I got a question. So when Mark, when you get a phone call and you see that it's Paul calling, do you shit a little bit in your pants? Do you, is there like a little bit of poop? Tell him, tell him the story, Mark. Tell him the whole Paul well, calling you story. Well, at this time, I, uh, because I, well, um, so Paul calls my house, but I'm in Detroit. He's in LA and okay. he calls, I don't know, is it midnight or something? And I wake up in the morning to take a piss or something. I think it was a weekend. I'm not, all I remember is my wife leaning over. And I wasn't quite up yet. She's like, Paul Stanley called multiple times last night. And I wasn't picking up the phone. <laughs> yeah, so she's answering it. Liz isn't stupid. I've had a moment like this. I told you in the last episode. Yeah. Where I actually, I ended up pacing for an hour. Yeah. Like, what the fuck did I do? I was already practicing an apology without even knowing what it could possibly be about. I just started practicing like, I'm sorry, Paul. That was a long time ago. I'm a different person now. So, uh, so Mark, go exactly. ahead. You yeah, wake so, up. Your wife says he called multiple yeah, times. Multiple times. Multiple times is the but, key. But That's no, where I get scared. And above that, though, is what Liz said, and I can't say verbatim, I ain't answering that fucking phone. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> she's like, let him deal with it. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I'm, I'm trying to remember the exact, but I think either I sent him a text or something, and then we ended up talking. He was cool. Now, well, Mark, no, Mark, weren't you weren't, weren't you concerned because it was the time difference too? It's like, well, okay, now now that I've got it, is he still in in bed? And do I call and oh, wake that him was up? It. That was it. Yeah, that was it because it was a weekend because um, I leave for work later on Saturday mornings, and I'm that like, that was well, Scott Wilson popping his head in. By the way. Hi Scott Wilson. Um, <laughs> he's 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 been he's been on the cruise with me a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I just I did. I waited a few hours, knowing you know a three hour difference, and uh, we had a nice conversation. And but but to, to preface that before that, I mean, Paul knows me. He's come up to me on the cruise, or if I see him backstage, or something, he's always nice to me. So mm -hmm. I and I knew I didn't step out of line, so I really wasn't worried. I mean, it would be different, Craig, with you because you're you're doing parody, you're saying something, and and maybe because you don't know how people react or what somebody may say to somebody. Yeah, you know what I mean. So he specifically, case, like, yeah, he, he doesn't like my it. he doesn't like my impression of him, and I get it. I used to do a better impression of Paul, and somehow it became more of a parody. But yeah, I get it. So so his uh, bottom line with you was when you finally got him on the phone. Yeah, it was funny because uh, he's always really super nice to me when I see him. Always. Always, you know, hi, Mark. And yeah, super nice to me. And as all of them are. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he, he started off a little stern, in, and, but nowhere near the, you know, asshole register. And just so you know, Craig, the, the premise of this was we had just done an episode where we interviewed the engineer who worked at the record plant on Kiss Alive. Okay. He was the engineer for that album. And in passing, and 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 it was just, I still can picture this. 
in a passing conversation during the interview, this engineer goes, oh, yeah, and, you know, Bob Kulik played guitars on Kiss Alive. Hmm. And I remember Mark and I going, what? Yeah. What? 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 Wait a second. Back up. What did you just say? And again, wow. he you, said it so matter of factly. Matter of factly. And we were like, no, you must have meant Kiss Alive 2 because we know he played on side four of Kiss Alive 2. And the engineer's like, no, I didn't work on Kiss Alive 2. I know for a fact it was Kiss Alive. And then he added, Bob was the go-to studio musician back in the 70s at the record plant. He was always in the record plant. We used him all the time for everything that was being recorded in the record plant. Come on in, Bob. Play two notes. And he was clear to say, I couldn't even tell you what he played. You couldn't tell. It might have just been one note that got dropped in or two notes I love that, that got it dropped was, in. I love that it was casual. It's kind it of, was it's so a, casual. It's like Tommy Thayer doing a meet and greet. And then one of the people goes, by the way, I'm, I'm your kid. And we and again we, we are we never dig for dirt. So to Michael's point, we were just simply this is what this gentleman said. So then we took a he was, he was, he was the people. engineer. He was there. He was there. I we mean, weren't. That, so we're not gonna we say weren't. what are we gonna say? So no? that that was the issue. Paul calls up, he says, Hey, what Bob didn't play? Is that what he called Correct. up to say? He, okay. he said that him and Ace did a hundred percent of their parts, and my defense was to pause look you were there if you say so it's your record I, right. i'm not but also when the we'll play devil's advocate that guy was there too i wasn't mm. and i was 10 years old at the time so i you mm. know and i also mm. I, you know i've been playing in bands and done tons of studio work i do know that sometimes i've had it on my own recordings i'm the last one we did the guy who was running the board played in you know what i mean did a, just a one punch and it's not unusual to, for someone to do that and if somebody said it i wasn't there to say no you didn't but if i look at it this way paul said he it's 100 him then then it is i mean i was by the way to... uh that tommy thayer story is really an amazing story that he finds out decades later that he has a kid that he oh, oh god yeah that, and can you imagine being that kid that uh you go in for like a dna test and they're like all right are you ready for this your dad is Tommy Thayer from Kiss. But, I mean, the only oh thing that would make the only thing that would make that even crazier is that your mom is Vinnie Vincent from Kiss. Like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here! Are you serious? Like, like, yeah. So, I mean, and by the way, can you? How great of a show would it be? Farewell show, Madison Square Garden, December second, and they go, "Thank you, good night," and then Gene Simmons just fills the stage with thousands of children that he's had from all over the world. Like, I'm, I'm bringing the family out. Yeah, I'm, I've fathered everyone in this room. Happy birthday. Like, you know, <laughs> hey, Craig, you're missing a great opportunity here because if you were the doctor, excuse me, if you were the guy at the, at the DNA place, whatever you can went, yeah, we got good news and bad news. <laughs> the good news is your dad is very, well off and he's very famous uh bad news is just want to let you know wears lipstick and high heels I yeah mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a pretty amazing story and i i love that tommy put it out there and oh, yeah. um and yeah, i think yeah i i think at those at that final show now having seen two of them i saw austin and seattle and um um and uh, it's 
I'm listening to these songs going, holy shit, this is going to be one of the last times that I see this bass solo. This is going to be one of the last times that I hear, do you love me? This is going to be one of the last times that I, um, that I hear uh, War Machine. Um, uh, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. And, you know, I, I love the band and I just, there's just so many funny aspects of being a fan of this band and um, the yin and yang of this relationship uh, between us being fans and uh, them being in this band that we love to see and uh, all the material that's come out of it over the years um, of the run-ins with them, how many times they have just scared the shit out of me in person. And they know they're scaring the shit out of me. And I think that's why Gene treated me the way that he did the other night in Austin, that he just patted patted me on the hat. Mark, you missed it, but uh, they were in the hallway and they, they saw Gene, um, George Lopez actually created a moment and said, dude, go say, Hey, Gene, look who's here, man. It's Craig Gass. <laughs> and he, and he made, and then Gene looked over and I went, Hey buddy, I don't want to, I don't want to bother you at all. And he said, and then he stood up and he gave me a hug and he patted me on the head and said, good boy, good boy. And I was yep. like, all right, thank you, sir. Thank you. I, I, I think got, it was Austin. Well, I was going to say a quick story, Tommy. You were there. We're in Minneapolis, and I let my beard go and stuff, and I was wearing a Red Wings shirt. So it was all red. Yeah. And they're all taking pictures. And again, you know, I know Gene enough, so he knows who I am. And I, I walk over, and he looks over, he pats me, and he gives me a hug. Tommy's taking a picture of me, and he whispers into my ear, so is this a good time to tell you what I want for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. There are so many people that have given me stories over the years that are so wonderful and, and hilarious. And then I love the pre-married Gene Simmons stories. There, there's a buddy of mine who works in the music industry and he, he was at the same party as Gene. And this guy is such a Kiss fan that he's got like all their faces tattooed on his legs. And, uh, and he sees Gene and doesn't want to bother him. But his girlfriend keeps saying, it's Gene Simmons. That's your hero. you got to say hi to him. And then finally he walks up with his girlfriend next to him and goes, Gene, hey, uh, I just wanted to say hi. My name is, and I work in the music industry. And Gene goes, doesn't say anything. And the guy goes, you know, at that point I thought, fuck it. I've already opened the door. I'm finishing this conversation. I said, I dressed up like you every year for Halloween. I have every Kiss album. I went to every tour. I have all the toys. He goes, and he said the whole time, Gene's looking at him, nodding, and then looking at his girlfriend. And then looking at him, nodding, and then looking at his girlfriend. Then finally goes, right, right. Are you done? Great. Now, who's your sister? (laughs) I mean, it's just... yeah hilarious he's such a cartoon character i love him so much and uh um he's he's uh the two of them paul and gene have just been wonderful to me and i know that for paul he loves when i make fun of gene so he he encourages me to keep doing that so so these comedy shows um it's going to be interesting to see who shows up because I think more the, the people that we know who are KISS fans, who are just KISS fans we see on the cruises and yeah. KISS fans we know who are rock stars themselves who are going to be in the audience, they will add. And I'm encouraging people to add 
to the shows. When you come out, bring out your own kiss stories, and I, I want to hear them. You know, and um, and, and where uh, is this located, too, Craig? I mean, just give people a frame of reference. Where is the the place you are? It's on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. It's a legendary comedy club. Okay. Jerry Seinfeld not only got his start there. Jerry Seinfeld's last Netflix special was filmed at the comic strip. Same for Adam Sandler. Adam okay. Sandler got his start at the comic strip, and he he did part of his last Netflix special at the comic strip. Uh, Eddie Murphy got huge at the comic strip. Uh, Chris Rock was discovered by Eddie Murphy at the comic strip. So it's um, yeah, it's a legendary. And that's on the 30th, right? Uh, two nights. Uh, the night before the final Kiss concerts. So that's the 30th. And the night, and the night after. And two, and two shows each night. Now it's two shows each night. Yep. 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. each night on the Thursday and Sunday. I've gotten messages from uh, Kiss fans who, want, who are flying in from around the world saying, hey, we want to come to the comedy shows. Is it possible you can do a show like maybe during the day on the day of one of the final concerts. And I just thought, I don't, I don't, I'm just thinking of it from the point of view of me, I'm going to a kiss show. I'm going to go to the final kiss shows. I don't know that I want to go to a comedy show, then go like, I, I just, so we're going to do be it a tonight. fan. Just be yeah. a fan. Yeah. But I'm just going to do the night. Cause I really want to be God. The energy around Madison Square Garden on those two nights oh, is going to be amazing. It's going to be. Craig, Craig, you should have just stopped with, I just want to be God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Craig, yeah. Craig, Craig, let me let me ask you this, because uh, I've never asked you this when any of the times we've had you on. Sure. Um, what can you tell us? Share some Kevin James stories. I'm a huge Kevin James fan. I love King of Queens. You know that that I watched you on all those episodes. And it seems to me Kevin is pro is is also a Kiss fan. Is I have true. Uh, uh, we never talked about Kiss. It's, well, it's really funny. We actually didn't talk about much of anything at all, and it really, uh, it it really triggered my insecurity because I thought uh, I was called by this guy who was a head writer for King of Queens, and he said, "Hey, I got an idea for you. I don't know if you would ever be interested in doing a sitcom, but I'm a writer for this TV show, King of Queens, and we wrote a character on the show." that's just based around you. It's just a guy who does impressions and everybody at work loves him. And because everybody loves him, Kevin, Kevin gets weird about it. Cause yep. you know, Kevin wants to be the funny guy at work. And, and so Kevin tries to learn how to do impressions and then he can't do impressions very well. So he tries to learn how to do magic tricks and the magic tricks aren't working out well. And then at some point he really, he tries to breathe fire. Like he's trying so hard to take the attention away from this new guy at work. And when I got there, um, they, they said, if you're interested in doing this, we just need to know if you're interested. And I said, yes. And they said, okay, we just need Kevin James to approve it because everybody else wants you to do the show, but Kevin has to watch videos of you and approve having you on the show. And I got scared because I thought, oh God, what if he says no? And then I spend the rest of my life thinking, man, I could have been on that show, but Kevin James, personally doesn't like me you know although that's not a reasonable reaction but um kevin approves it and i thought holy shit kevin and i are going to be friends could not have been further from reality um i thought that leah remini was going to be standoffish because she seems like a really like a tough broad and it turned out to be the opposite leah remini leah remini and i hit it off 
got along famously. Within 24 hours, we had a nickname for each other. Fuckface. What's up, fuckface? <laughs> like, that was our nickname for each other within 24 hours. Perfect. Kevin, Kevin, standoffish. And I hate to say this because this says a lot more about me than it does about Kevin. I'm so insecure about this thing that I, at the end of a rehearsal day, when I'd hear Kevin go, all right, so I think we're good. I think I'm going to get out of here. All right. And then I would get up and I'd walk out uh, the stage door. So I would just be outside the exit so that when Kevin came out, I could be like, hey, Kevin. Hey, buddy. Like, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. And I go, well, Kevin, man, uh, man, I'm really excited to work with you on this show now. And 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 every day, Kevin would just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to be great. It's going to be good. And he just walked right past me, got in his car and took off. I, I couldn't. I was like, how do I not connect with this guy? Like, he put me on a TV show. How am I not bonding with this guy? And it, and it fucked my head up. Five years later, possibly longer, I'm broadcasting from a Super Bowl media center when – uh, uh, Kevin James walks in with Chris Rock and David Spade. They're coming in to promote the new movie called Grown Ups. Yep. And they're walking in with a bunch of cops <laughs> and they're going to do interviews. And as Kevin walks by, I go, hey, Kevin. And Kevin's walking and he looked at me and he went, gas, dude, come here, come here. And he, he said my name, grabs me and he goes, I got to get you to do your Adam Sandler for the Sandman. Walks me into another room. In the other room, surrounded by more security, is Adam Sandler. And Kevin James goes, he goes, Adam, you got to hear this guy do his impression. This is Craig Gass. And he does an amazing impression. And he goes, oh, yeah, let's hear it. And I go, I don't know. I just, uh, I talk like this, right? And then, uh, yeah, yeah. And then whatever I did. Sandler goes, oh, that was good, buddy. That was good. And I go, well, there's one more part to your impression, your laugh, where you go, <laughs> and he goes, all right, take it easy. Take it easy. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then Kevin was like, all right, well, he was good. He gave me a hug. Dude, I was so in my head when I was working with him, like, how are we not friends? How? And then like five years later, the guy sees my face and goes, Craig Gass. Like, you know, so he couldn't have been cooler. I just, you know, I didn't get to hang out with them and, yeah. But isn't that like anything in life? I mean, sometimes you gel with the people you work with. Sometimes you don't. It doesn't mean that they won't remember or they don't like you or any of that. It's just, it is what it is. You didn't know? that happen last time where Mark was getting phone yes. calls in the middle of the show? Well, yeah, because he, he keeps screwing up his orders at Adam and Eve. <laughs> <laughs> you know how funny Sorry, Mr. Mr. How funny the, gall bag, the, ball, the ball gag is on back order. How funny would it be if Mark's phone starts ringing and then his wife comes in and goes, oh, I'm not picking up for Paul. And like, I want to mention to everybody that the place that, that Craig is going to be performing is between first and second Avenue on the east side, uh, upper east side on like 80, is it 82nd street. So it's yeah, a it's, quick it's crab, actually, cab right. Yeah. It's second Avenue between 81st and 82nd, second Avenue between 81st and 82nd upper East side. Okay. It's, yeah. uh, I don't know from Madison square garden. It's, it's like 20 minutes, uh, depending on what time, uh, night you're getting over there. Yeah. Basically uh, it's across it's, it's, it's six blocks away from probably about the middle of uh, central park, give or take, but yeah, it's which, not hard. You, you can take a cab, you can take 
a, a train, it's easy to get there. What I, uh, I was walking to Central Park. I, I had uh, shows at Comic Strip one night, and I got like an hour and a half in between my sets. So I go walking towards Central Park, and I'm walking down. I shouldn't say what street it is, but I'm walking towards the park, and I see Andrew Dice Clay standing in front of a, a, like a luxury building, and he's smoking a cigarette, and I go, Dice? And he doesn't even react. He, he doesn't even move. And I was like, oh, that's, that's, def- that's a Dice move to not even react at all. And I go, Dice, it's Craig Gass. And he went, hey, how you doing? And then and we started talking for a minute about a mutual friend of ours, Carl LeBeau. And I said, you know, Carl always spoke very highly of you. And I just wanted to uh, tell you what he said about you. And uh, so we talk and, and we have this wonderful conversation. 15, 20 minutes. I'm, I'm just talking. And then in the middle of that, a guy walked by and goes, hey, Dice. And Dice doesn't even look at him. just keeps talking. He goes, get out of here. And the guy <laughs> walks away. And then at the end of the thing, Dice goes, uh, hey, sorry, but uh, I got to go upstairs. And I go, oh, no, that's fine. I'm actually, I'm just going for a walk. I'm just getting my steps in. And he goes, Oh, Jesus, you're one of those guys with the fucking steps, and he throws the cigarette out. <laughs> That's how he said goodbye in disgust. He was disgusted <laughs> that I was getting my steps in. By the way, that Kevin James thing, we were talking about how, um, you know, it happens. You know, you, you think you should, uh, you know, you get in your head about not getting the reaction you think you're supposed to get. You know, that is like a recurring theme in my life. That first episode of Family Guy that I ever recorded uh, was with Seth MacFarlane. And I was so excited that I creeped out Seth MacFarlane. And, uh, oh, that's not easy. Yeah. And like every time Seth MacFarlane would make a joke, I laughed a little too hard. I'd go, <laughs> and he'd go, oh, relax, man. Just, just calm down. He goes, come on, let's go in the studio. We'll make it real quick. The whole recording session lasted like five minutes where Seth, McCar- Seth MacFarlane kept doing one line as Peter Griffin, where he kept saying, this is crazier than when Al Pacino was a slumlord laundromat tenant. <laughs> and they cut to me as Al Pacino, surrounded by a bunch of broken down washers and dryers going, you're out of order. And you're out of order. And you're all out of order. And we do that three times. And Seth MacFarlane goes, all right. I think we're good, but I'm so nervous because I think we're going to be friends now because we're working together that I get up and I go, hey, so uh, you want to hang out or uh, and he goes, what, what, what do you mean hang out? And I go, I don't, you want to grab a coffee or something? And he goes, I got to work. And I said, oh, OK, you want me to leave? He goes, yeah, get the fuck out of here. And <laughs> I grabbed my papers. I walked out and I didn't hear from them again for like six months. And then uh and then their casting director, Linda, started calling me and saying, hey, Craig, can you do this voice or can you do this voice? And every audition they've given me, I'm like, yeah, I can do whatever you want. But whenever they book me and I walk back into the studio, Seth MacFarlane's never around. It's always this guy, uh, Mike Henry, who does the voice of Cleveland and the creepy old guy. And every time I see Mike, I go, hey, Mike, is uh, Seth around? And every time I see him, he goes, don't worry about Seth. We'll get you out of here real quick. <laughs> We'll get you out of here, <laughs> out of here real quick. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you end up talking about, you definitely end up talking about music and, you know, trying to find common ground with somebody that you're working with that, that um, 
you know, uh, it comes up a lot. I know amongst comedians for sure. Like Jeff Ross is a massive Kiss fan. Jim Norton is a ridiculously huge. Ross used to do that drum thing, and I knew he was talking about Strutter. You ever, you've seen the bit where he goes, blotten, 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 and he was ripping on the drum part. Are you familiar with that? Bit? I don't even know what that part is. That, that Jeff Ross yeah, does, you said? Jeff Ross does. This was on one of those half-hour comedy. I'm just out dating it. That's how long ago it was. Wow. And he was like, oh, I like drums, and I love... And he goes, and then this one drum part, and I'm like, that's fucking beginning of Strutter. I mean, I, wow. I, so if you ever see him, ask him about it. He'll Wow, that's interesting. I I didn't know that, but uh, were 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 you doing the Eugene impressions when you were on King of Queens? No, um, you mean Family Guy? Well, with Kevin James, had you hadn't started doing your Gene impressions at that point, had you? Yes, because um, the head writer Mike Socio had been listening to me on the Howard Stern show, and I was I was I was just again, I'm just. And and it probably just never naturally came up, but it seems to me that Kevin is a Kiss fan. He used Kiss Alive two in one episode as a That's prop. Right. That's right. And in um, Paul Blart Mall Cop, isn't there a part scene two. where part two where they use what is it? I love it loud, or I can't remember which Kiss song it was. It's like Mini Kiss, isn't it? Or something Mini, like that. it's something like that. So I was just like, oh, you know. Bond over a kiss. Your two kiss fans freak out on each other. But mm-hmm. yeah. At the uh, Bill Burr show the other night, kiss came up and I was talking with uh, Bill Burr and Jakey Lee about kiss. Uh, Jakey Lee uh, apparently lives in Vegas. And uh, uh, we all started talking about uh, analyzing kiss and kiss shows. Um, and uh, it, it's uh I said this last time I was on with you guys, it was a um, iconic uh, part of growing up before I even knew what the music sounded like. I just knew there were these four cartoon characters that played in a band called Kiss and I collected their trading cards, as did my sister. My sister was deaf. It was just there was just such a it was such a strong visual um, in the 70s that this band was looming. in the background of everything that was pop culture, you know, and then, uh, and then I didn't actually hear the music or was conscious of the music until Lick It Up came out when they uh, took the makeup off. And then at that point I'm into music and I want to go see concerts. And then I finally saw them with the makeup off on the Animalize tour. So, but yeah, I feel like I just talked you guys out, man. <laughs> no, we're good. We always love having you on because it it's it's always a great conversation. And there's just so much to be grateful for as a KISS fan. You know, that's why I'm looking at it. It's like some people are really upset that it's going to end and I get it, but I also look at it like, well, it happened. The you great know? news is it continues right now. There's new exciting ideas for KISS fans everywhere. If you log on to kissonline.com right now you will see the kiss cash cam kiss cash cam kkk now what is the kiss cash cam you log on for 49 dollars, and it's a live stream of me and i'm counting your money isn't that something you're paying me 
to count your money. It works on so many levels. So go to kissonline.com right now. Click on my cod piece. Boom. So, so Craig, I I do have to ask you a a serious question because we, you know, it's funny, Tommy and I have talked about it. All the people that we've met through Kiss, because I wouldn't know these two idiots if it wasn't for Kiss. It's true. You know, and are you saying it's true he wouldn't know you or it's true that you're both idiots? (laughs) Both. (laughs) You know us. What do you think? Come Come on. So, but I mean, before you did the Kiss Cruises, did you have a circle of friends that were Kiss fans that you talked to? Yeah, but it wasn't on the level of this. This like, well, now like, it's insane, dude. When I first started doing the impression on the air, it was just to entertain the other three people. It was entertain Howard and Robin and um, and Fred and and. I had no idea the scope of that show and just how massive it was. And I started getting gifts from Kiss fans all over the world. People started sending me merch. And then, man, there was a guy uh, that sent me a book that he was uh, he was Ace's old like bodyguard or something. And he wrote a book about him. He was like Ace's assistant or something. Oh, Bill Baker? Uh, yeah. It, it's I, I I opened up and I just read one story and the one story I picked was mind blowing. It was uh, Ace is at the limelight and he's been up for several days with this guy who's his assistant or bodyguard or whatever. And Ace is is really out of it. And um, you know Ace had the, the these like scars on his face that that cut so deep that oh that's that's Gordon's book. Gord, Gordon, Gordon yeah, that, that, he, that he wore uh, a lot of base makeup. Yes, in yes, the 80s. He'd this. wear a lot of base makeup to, to, to cover up. And it's key to the story because he goes to the bathroom to go do some more coke. And then he passes out and then uh, wakes up. Like, oh, what the fuck? And then he collects himself and he gets back out into the bar and he sits down and he has a beer and he's talking to his buddy and they're hanging out for a little bit longer. And he's like, I'm going to go home. And then he gets in his car and leaves Manhattan, starts driving down the LIE to go home, where he turns on his dome light in his car to do some more coke. And that's when he sees his reflection. And he's got pills and cocaine (laughs) stuck to the side of his face. And he had been hanging out with pills and cocaine rocks just stuck on the side of his face. And he called his buddy and said, dude, why didn't you tell me? And he goes, everyone was looking at you. I just wanted to just like, ah, yeah, that's just Ace. He just, you know, oh my God, that story was amazing. And then all these people started telling me personal stories. I got a story for you. I got a story for you. And and then when I found out that Paul was my biggest fan, it was like, get out of here. And then sure enough, Paul couldn't have been nicer that first time when I met him and, uh, and he just pointed at me and I, I mean, he walked by me in full makeup. I see Paul Stanley walking out towards the stage, and I was like, go kill him, buddy. And then he just stopped and went, Craig Gass. That fucking sent shivers down my spine. And uh, um, how come you don't do an impression of me is probably one of the scariest things I've ever heard in my life. And um, um, it's been amazing to see the whole scope of kiss fans over the years um 
and the characters that come in from all over the world. Um, you know, <laughs> there was one guy in, uh, in Houston, huge Kiss fan, who um, I'd never shot a gun before. And I said, I've always wanted to shoot a gun. And he said, man, if you ever come to Houston, I'll take you shooting. And so uh, we did just that. I came into Houston and he said, we'll go out by my mom's place. My mom lives on the outskirts of Houston and we'll shoot some guns. And he had a bunch of different guns and stuff to shoot at, including, uh, is it Tamarite? The, the stuff that explodes that when you shoot it? Is, is that what it's called? I don't know. But um, so I, I essentially got some lessons on how to, how to shoot a gun. And we shot a bunch of different firearms and, and it was, I, I was scared, like holding a gun like this. And, and, um, and we shot for like 30 minutes. And then we go back inside his mom's place where I see him in the front of the living room. And he goes, ah, oh, son of a bitch. And I go, what's wrong? And he goes, ah, the fucking, the cops are here. And I go, <laughs> what's, I go, what's, why are the cops here? And he goes, it's, it's illegal to shoot guns out here. And I went, what? And I said, well, I, I think I'm going to go. I think I, I think I should leave. Uh, uh, and, and so I went out to the driveway. I tried to get my rental car and the cop backed up. So I couldn't leave. He blocked my entrance. So I couldn't pull out of the driveway and the cop gets out of the car. And you have to understand, I have watched hundreds of, of bad boys, episodes. bad boys. Yes. Cops is my favorite TV show. Mm-hmm. I've never laughed harder in my life than any episode of Cops. I love watching people under pressure. I love watching them come up with stupid answers. And the first thing this cop says to me, and he goes, hey, were you shooting guns out here? I have heard this response and <laughs> laughed at this response hundreds of times. But when he said, are you shooting guns out here? I opened my mouth and I heard the word, huh? Come out of my mouth. That was my response. Huh? And the guy said, it's not a huh. It's a yes or no question. Were you shooting guns? Yes or no? And then I said the second dumbest thing that I've heard on cops repeated over and over again. I said, I don't know. I said, I don't know if I've been shooting guns or not. And he goes, you don't know. And then my comedian buddy, Jason Stewart, walks out and they said, sir, were you shooting guns out here? And my buddy Jason goes, um, we're stand-up comedians. And I was like, oh my God, why did you say that? And the, and the guy goes, yeah, stand-up comedians, you're not very funny. Give me your ID, give me your ID. And I give him my ID and he goes, Craig Gass, never heard of you. And I was like, nobody has, sir. You have to be a Kiss fan to know who I am. And he was like, put your hands together. And I put my hands on the, on the hood of the car. When my buddy who lives in Texas, the big Kiss fan, goes, hey, you son of a bitch, I pay your taxes, you asshole, you piece of shit. And he starts yelling at him, and the cop goes, put the cuffs on him. Arrest him right now. They put him in handcuffs. They tell me to put my hands behind my back. They start to cuff me, and the cop leans in and goes, welcome to Texas, Craig. <laughs> they were joking. They all uh, knew each other. Dude, I lost five pounds in the middle of that experience. I couldn't believe it. I was sweating and sweat. Yeah. So his fans are the best. Kiss fans. You got a Brit. That's got to be part of the show. That's a good fucking. Yeah. That's, that's a, a good, good bit. Kiss fans have put me through quite a bit. The band kiss itself has put me through quite a bit. That is what the whole show is. When you come out to these kiss themed comedy shows beginning to end, it's all stories about kiss fans. Oh my God. There are, 
there, there's so much more material than just Kiss. Other bands that are fans of Kiss, the whole show is it's just for Kiss fans by Kiss fans. So I'm excited Perfect. to see everybody. Yeah, and that's the ding for because I apparently plugged one more time than Gene would allow me to. But um, <laughs> yeah, but, he's gonna charge you now. He's gonna charge me. All the tickets are at getgas.com. Getgas with two s's.com. And um, uh, there are some Kiss fans that have surprised me that. Uh, I think you guys know um, there was at least one Kiss fan I know who started selling his own Kiss Cruise merchandise. Do you remember that? No. He started, and he was just like, "Hey, I'll just, I'll just do it for us." And he made his own line of T-shirts. Like, "Hey, who wants a T-shirt?" And then he tried to sell them. And at some point, he made a post like, "Oh, it looks like somebody ratted me out for making this merch." And it's like. Dude, you're posting online that you're selling your own Kiss merchandise from a band that is famously the most litigious band in the history of music. Like, what what are you doing, man? You're basically poking the lawyer. Yeah, you really are. Yeah, you really are. That's totally what it is. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. But, uh, um, But yeah, Kiss fans come in all all different types and um and i've loved it i mean it's um it, it does feel like this is a culmination of uh of something special that's coming up and um uh, i hope with the news that came out that paul continues to have good health and then they get through it and they all feel good all through those last couple of shows Did, were you about to say something well, i was just gonna say that the, i i figured since the cruises your life had to have changed dramatically in the kiss universe because once it sucks you in it's it's all encompassing because i joke around you know with my now keep in mind when i met my wife 35 years ago zero kiss fandom you know yeah and here's a funny thing craig so i have to bring my 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 girlfriend over to my house Mm -hmm. in my bedroom and keep in mind i'm in my early 20s my bedroom <laughs> you know in 1988 is the entire bedroom is fucking kiss yeah of course and which which was probably the you know which draws it's, it's, all the women in yes yeah so there's, I, I had there's to not a like, wet vagina in the city <laughs> yep, exactly. and i'm not like, in that neighborhood yeah. and i'm like yeah. well there's this thing you gotta know about me and she's like, you know, what is it? Is it, you know, is it, what was that? The 50 shades movie? Is it going to walk in? There's going to be paddles and shit. She walks, she's like, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's, <okay." laughs> but I, I think I've also gotten a lot of experiences that have given me more material. I remember being on one of the kiss cruises. It was at the end of the kiss cruise. And I carried this into the next cruise that I did, which was uh, we get in the elevator and there's a bunch of women in the elevator. And it's really quiet. And we start to go down. And then you hear that voice. <laughs> I, I can actually do an impression of the uh, voice on the Kiss Cruise elevator. Deck a nine. <laughs> Deck a seven. <laughs> Deck a 12. Yeah. So, so we're going down the elevator. And I hear a girl on the, on the elevator go, girl, you've been on this boat for four days and you still haven't got no boat dick? And I was like, (laughs) what the fuck? I just thought, that sounds 
incredibly painful to just have boat dick boat dick which to me just sounds like from the moment of insertion it's just (laughs) just, that's a t-shirt waiting to be made you ain't got no boat dick dick. (laughs) maybe we'll do that for the comedy shows yeah but i mean you end up meeting so many uh colorful people and um you know there was always the swedish camp there was always the Australian camp. Like you're, you're becoming friends with these fans from all over the world. So yeah, it's amazing. You know, it's we're, um, we're very lucky because the our, like our listeners, ninety nine point nine percent of them are absolutely wonderful. Everyone I've talked to is great. Once in a while, we get a troll, but we've been pretty good about clearing that house. So we don't get yeah. that all that much. But anymore. but but again, those that one percent makes for great storytelling of course, oh God, yes. Just, of course. you gotta talk you gotta i mean you know when tommy and i talked about doing this podcast what 11 years ago i said if we're gonna do a podcast tommy there's one thing we gotta make sure we talk about not just the band the we fans. gotta talk about kiss fans yeah because they are as freaking crazy and whacked out as this band is yeah so we got and we got to be honest when we talk about them and 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 we we've always been but at the same time we're like listen we're three fucking whacked out kiss fans we're nearly 60 years old who once a week spend two hours talking about this band that wears makeup and high heels we're fucking whack jobs ourselves, okay? Yeah, Tommy brings up a good point. It's it's the uh, you still get a good story out of it. Uh, you like, you know, comedians always talk about uh, your best experiences are your bombing experiences when nothing is working out right, and and there's always like a sick thrill that other comedians get out of watching comedians bomb. I, I it's what we're gonna say, Mark. Have you seen this headline? I, I, this is, I'm not making this up. Can you read that? Uh, uh, don't move. Don't move. Rich Bentley driver caused Niagara Falls checkpoint explosion after canceled kiss concert. Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> That is hilarious. Fucking kiss fans <laughs> caused the explosion on the bridge between the U.S. and Canada. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, Gene, the, Gene is Gene is like, did they spell my name right at least in the yeah, article? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it, the experiences have definitely been uh, amazing, and um, uh, I will say this: I, I wish it was ready now. It's not ready yet, but I filmed. I've been asked to be a part of a music video that's coming out soon. Okay. And I cannot wait for you to see it, but it's coming out soon. And I, I couldn't believe I was asked to do it and what I was asked to specifically do in the music video. But there is a music video coming out soon where uh, I think you guys will get a huge kick out of that I just filmed um, a few weeks ago. So. And uh, I'll see everybody at the um, at the at the farewell shows and at the comedy shows, the comic strip. Getgas.com. Yeah, you're coming in to see Kiss, and you're coming to see the final shows. And you, if you're going to be there the day before or the day after, and you want to come to a Kiss comedy show, the whole show is just jokes about Kiss, and it's all at getgas with two s's.com. Getgas.com. Any other questions that we left on the table? I don't think so. I'm pretty much think is, we covered is, is everything. Is Paul Stanley going to sponsor your tour next year? I uh, do nothing but Gene Simmons impressions and make fun of Gene. 
The invitation is out there for, we've had a few of their employees come to my shows in Austin and in Seattle. And the invitation is there for, for Paul and Jean to come out or any of their family members who've also been talking about it. Uh, everybody is welcome to come and join in on the fun and join in on the party. If you ask Jean to do a Craig Gas 2.0, because then you can have separate Craigs go to open up for the Kiss 2.0 right. in whatever he, city. You can firm, uh, you can firm young, young and up-and-coming comedians. There was one time that I was at the bowling alley um, in uh, on Ventura Boulevard um, between Coldwater Canyon and uh, Laurel Canyon. And I was at a friend's birthday party and someone goes, oh man, Gene Simmons is here. Did you see that Gene Simmons here? And Gene was there with his family. He was with Shannon and Nick and Sophie. And uh, I walked over and I just said, hey buddy, I, you do an amazing Gene Simmons impression. And I just wanted to say hello and compliment you on that. And he looked at me and he goes, and Nick was about to bowl and he goes, go whisper, do your impression for my son right now. So Nick is, is standing there with a bowling ball and I walked up and I said, don't fuck this up. Our whole family depends on this. Everybody's watching. And he goes, what? And I go, sorry, I didn't, sorry, didn't even know. <laughs> and he was like, oh man, like, what the hell? I thought, what the hell happened to my dad? And, um, but, uh, yeah, every one of them has been incredible. And um, uh, I know you guys are going to be at, uh, at, at one of the shows uh, um, in New York. So I will see you guys soon. Yep, that sounds great, Craig. It's only a week or so away. I will see you there. Craig, it's all always gonna... awesome having you. You're all, again, you're always welcome. Yep. This is your, yep, this is your show. We, this is your show. We just live here. Yep. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, having some laughs and then going to the shows, and we're all going to start our periods together. It's going to be amazing <laughs> on that final night. Fantastic. Uh, Everyone will be in sync. <laughs> I'll see you guys. Thank all you. Right, Craig. Later, Craig. Take care, man. Thank you, buddy. Uh, you know what? It, it's, it's always a blast having Craig on. He's just, it's, it's like having a free comedy show. Well, he's our friend. I mean, we've gotten it, to know it him, is. so it's like, yeah. I mean, it kind of reminded me a bit of last week's episode with Dave Ellison. It's just like, we weren't talking to Craig Gass, the comedian. We were talking to Craig Gass, who's just another Kiss fan. Mm -hmm. Why did we stop recording? We went another 15 minutes. It's all stuff we probably could have, for the most part, you know. Oh, no, that was all off the record stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, all that stuff we talked about that's happening on the last couple of shows and all these other surprises that we know about that we just aren't going to share with anyone. All of the stuff Craig Gass revealed on three sides of the (laughs) coin. Perfect. I love it. I love it. No, if you if you're if you're going to be out in New York and there's still tickets available, um, getgas.com, uh, two shows on November 30th, two shows on December 3rd. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of musicians and a lot of fans there. But get the tickets because it sounds like they might be selling out. I'm or sure close they are. To when it. he's adding when he's adding shows, you know that's a good sign that they're selling out. Mm-hmm. It's not the it's not the end of the road for Craig, that's for sure. Yeah, and come find us if you guys are going to be out in New York because I'm going to be out there. Mark's going to be out there with the lovely Liz, and Lisa's going to be out there, and my buddy Kyle. So wave wave to me on the pay per view. Yeah, we will. We'll hold up a Brandvold as a tool sign. There you go. <laughs> 
can we pay, say good night, pay, 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 pay the guy who runs the video to to put my put the tool up on the back screen. <laughs> oh, the very yeah, last that show. Would, yeah, that yeah. that yeah, uh, that'll that get you fired. Yeah, that'll get you fired. Um, yeah, that's it. Homework. Who cares? Who cares? Doesn't matter. Just I don't go, care. Go 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 see Craig. Go have a blast at his shows. Tell him three sides sent you. Yeah. And embrace the love of what we know to be Kiss. There you go. That's Amen. it, everybody. Three sides of the coin. We're out of here. We'll see you next week. Do you have something to say? Leave a voicemail or send us a text message. Call 320-515. Voices for three sides of the coin. Provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.